Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. I've spent the last couple of weeks working nearly exclusively with my neural quad cortex. The internal firmware for the device received a major upgrade in the last bit and a minor fix this past week. More relevant to me is the availability of the beta of the Cortex Control software, which provides a beautiful interface to the Quad Cortex that runs on your computer. I use Macintoshes only, but there is a Windows version when your QC is connected via USB. It provides an on-screen alternative to the awesome on-device user interface, and I still believe that that on-device interface is the best in the business by a long stretch. You see, I don't care about pedal or amp graphics. I want an interface that's massively usable when I'm standing, as well as when the device is on the desk in the studio. The Quad Cortex is killer at this. The application called Cortex Control does everything except allow you to load new presets and captures into your account. In that regard, it's identical to what you see on the Quad Cortex. To load new presets and new captures, you have to do that as you always have via Cortex Cloud. I'm used to and comfortable with this method. And once attached to your Cortex Cloud accounts, any presets or captures that you obtain will come right to your device so long as it's connected to Wi-Fi because it's downloading presets and captures in pretty much real time. For example, the good folks at Tone Junkie have been adding captures to the Cortex Cloud, and as I've liked their Kemper work very much and used it a lot, I've been pulling down their captures for the Quad Cortex, and again, enjoying them a lot. It's good work. The other thing that I love about the Quad Cortex is that you can make a neural capture for just a pedal. While their Myth pedal model, supposed to be a clone, is very good, if you want to jump down a rat hole on clons or TS-808s or other pedal captures, there are many to try, and some of them are absolutely superb. If there is no capture for a specific pedal, well, you can use the two send return loops on the QC to create blocks in your own preset that uses your specific pedal as is done regularly by our regular reader, James H., He's always in communication with me with his ideas and the occasional question, and I really welcome all the listeners to get in touch and stay in touch. This ongoing use of the quad cortex has led me to a decision that some will call heresy. I love guitars, as you might expect from the name of this channel, but I love amps just as much. My guitars take up a lot of room. My spouse and daughter have mentioned this as I slowly take over more space in the house with guitars. However, nothing eats space like amplifiers. Let's say that over time I've purchased many, sold a few, and then bought some more. And they range in size from the brilliant SLO Mini to a dual 412 Marshall stack with a 100 watt head, and another Marshall, this time a half-stack, with a 100-watt head, plus a lot of AC30 and Fender twin-sized amps in between. 
I'm not at the point where I want to get rid of any amps, but I have challenged myself to stop buying any more amps. Instead, I'm going to use the Quad Cortex. Summon the torches and pitchforks. Lots of folks will say that there's no way that the Quad Cortex can sound like a real amp. I don't agree, and I've proven it with blind tests using qualified players who are also friends as the unfortunate crash test dummies. Be clear that for this to work, you need to own a full range flat response or two speaker systems. And those systems have to have really excellent speakers inside them. Moreover, the FRFR should never add any color to the sound and it should have a lot of power to push a lot of air. I have found that FRFR systems with 12-inch speakers can do this very well, and I have in place now for various use cases a head rush, an older Fender, and a pair of JBL units. As I've been working on writing this podcast, I've been stopping to think and playing a semi-hollow Telecaster that I built with a V-Trem vibrato through the quad cortex, using my Super Reverb Capture played into the Fender FRFR, and it's turned up to an appropriate volume. And I will assure you that it not only sounds great, but I can feel the bass, and there's enough air moving to cause my trouser legs to flap. Wow, just like a real amp. I will change the stock Fender USA pickups in my Telecaster for something else, probably from bare knuckle pickups at some point, but for the time being, I'm loving the sounds I'm getting from this and all my other guitars. Now what really makes the Quad Cortex wonderful is that I can quickly switch from my Super Reverb setup to a matchless DC-30 and then quickly on to a Marshall 2555 Silver Jubilee, literally in seconds, and each of these amps are set up with effects chains that I use for a particular sound, and even for a particular tune. It took me a little bit of work, but I've made a Quad Cortex preset using an AC30 Top Boost Amp Capture from the Cortex Cloud, with a different IR, specifically for Celestian Blues, and I use that with my Rickenbacker 360, which then does a terrific job to deliver a really nice and accurate Beatles tone. Now the work's on me to get better at playing my favorite Beatles tunes. For a long time, the way I did this was to use that very guitar into one of two different AC-30s. One's an AC-30C2, and one is one of... Vox's custom hand-wired AC-30s. They sounded great, and they still do. But I can have that sound anywhere with the Quad Cortex. And if I'm playing in a jam, all I need is my guitar, my Quad Cortex, a cable, and a cable from the Quad Cortex to the PA. And I'm done. This makes it super portable and massively flexible. That I've chosen to go ahead with the Quad Cortex as my primary is my decision. Still not going to sell any of my amps. I own a Kemper Stage that is also excellent, and the new Liquid Profiles mechanism that's built into it, it sounds just amazing. 
but for me, the old style and very small display is hard to see when I'm standing. At a desk in the studio, it's lovely. I also own a Line 6 Helix, which has a lovely display, but I just don't think that the amp sims are nearly as good sounding or as accurate as the ones that I have on the Kemper or the Quad Cortex. For those folks who stick to only Fender amplifiers, they might have similar success with the Fender Tone Master Pro unit, although I personally found the effects on it rather lame. Does this mean that my love affair with amplifiers is over? Not really. Because if I came upon a real 2-rock at a price that was not stratospheric, I could still be tempted. Mostly because I have not yet found a 2-rock Neural Capture or Kemper Lipgood Profile that really strikes me like the sound of a real 2-rock. The same is presently true for a stereo magnetone amp that invokes their classic vibrato. However, there are amps that I like, select sounds from, that would be pointless for me to buy because I would use them in a very limited manner. Even though nothing sounds quite like them, they're large, expensive, and they really need matching 412 cabs to sound right. I just wouldn't be playing it enough to warrant the purchase. However, I can do them in my Quad Cortex, and they sound fabulous. Another reason for me to go with the Quad Cortex is that as an engineer and producer, I've made an investment in some neural plugins that I use in the studio. Their Tone King Imperial Mark II plugin sounds just like the real one that I have in my home. Their Soldano SLO 100 is awesome. And for bass, I'm really enjoying their Dark Glass kit. The Mesa Boogie 2C Plus is also quite excellent. The thing that's really interesting is that Neural is slowly making these plugins into Neural Captures that will be available to Quad Cortex owners if they already own the plugin. They've already done one. It's not one that I use, and therefore not one I own, but they're on the road. Since the plugins that I do use and own are all superb, I'm excited because I'm pretty soon at some point going to have them all in my Quad Cortex. Yes, the Quad Cortex is a step away from the traditional world. I'm not suggesting a Quad Cortex is right for everyone, and definitely not for the brand new player, but if your world looks like you'll be spending over $1,500 on a single amp, or maybe a couple, I'd absolutely encourage you to go audition a Quad Cortex. It's going to cost you more than that $1,500, but add another amp, and you'll find that the Quad Cortex is paying for itself. I've loaded neural captures for most of the amps that I own, and for the ones that don't have captures, I can make neural captures for them and easily put them in Cortex Cloud, have them on my device, and if I wish, I can choose to share them with other users on the Cortex Cloud. That's something that I'd be inclined to do because it's a great resource. Please understand, I don't believe that traditional amplifiers are dead by any stretch. And while model amps, such as the excellent Fender Tone Master physical amplifiers, do a good job, the future path in terms of return on dollar 
is definitely where the quad cortex has already broken ground and blazed trails. I hope that you found this episode valuable. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please do feel free to leave a comment or send in a question. I read and respond to all. For the podcast at thatguitarlover.com, I'm Ross Chevalier, and I bid you peace.